is how we like to communicate our thoughts and feelings, stories that can make you relate. And we talk to some cool people we met on the way. So thanks for tuning in. We hope that you like your stay. Hey, I'm Hannah. Hi, I'm Mel. Hey, I'm Kat Connor Sterling. And welcome to another episode of the Ghost Stuff Podcast. Today, we have a very special friend of ours. Uh, we have been nonstop watching her movie. Uh, and listening to her beautiful, beautiful voice, uh, Kat, from A Week Away. So Kat, just before we start, do you mind just giving us a little introduction about yourself, what you do, things you like to get up to? Yeah, so again, like you said, I'm Kat. I play uh, Presley in the Netflix movie musical A Week Away. Um, I'm an actress, and I think I think I like to introduce myself as a chicken tendy kind of store. Love chicken tenders, if that's a profession. Um, yeah, I'm just. I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, so not not your typical LA actress, I guess you'd say. So yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to be uh, chatting with you girls today. Perfect. So just about chicken tendies. Uh, I don't know if you got the. Qu- I know you got the question on your live, but have you heard mm-hmm. of the song Chicken Tendies? No, I haven't. And uh, you're right. Someone said that on my live. I need to. I need to listen to it now. We'll we'll send you the link. Don't worry. We, okay. We'll yeah. Get, send we'll me links. We'll got you covered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> so aside from uh, new music, uh, what is one thing that you got up to during quarantine that you otherwise would not have had the time to do? Right. So this is it's kind of interesting. So I started grilling on my grill during quarantine. Like I started grilling chicken and burgers, hot dogs. I'm working my way up to steaks because I feel like steaks are like the ultimate like thing that you grill out. Yeah. But yeah, I learned how to use the grill. And so uh, I've been making some pretty good dishes with that. So what's your favorite dish that you've made so far? Ooh, ooh. Okay, I've, I've mastered the chicken. I've okay. gotten that down. Okay. I've ma- like, I, I make some great like barbecue chicken um so I think that's the thing I'm proudest of yeah okay okay well uh one day we'll we'll have to try this uh, yeah we'll all have a big we'll have a big barbecue (laughs) and like I'll grill out like it'll be perfect perfect I'm excited (laughs) all right Kat so just before we get into a week away and kind of talk a little bit more about your role within that movie um we wanted to ask what inspired you to begin acting yeah so I was like, I feel like some people it's kind of like innate in in themselves and and what you're meant to do. And so I think that was kind of the thing with me. Like I've always been a performer. Like when I was like three, like my parents put me in like the dance recitals and things like that. Look, I'm not a dancer. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not like the greatest dancer in the world, but like, I loved performing when I was little like you could tell like I enjoyed being on the stage um and so like I kind of knew I'm like okay I like to be in front of people and so when I was like five or six I would like watch you know like Disney Channel and things like that and I remember just kind of like mimicking the things that they would do on there and um it was really I guess like I guess about when I was about eight that I was like vocally was like you know what I want to be an actor and so um that's when my parents started putting me in kind of like feeder programs, different classes at my school. Um, and so just kind of started just doing like little like plays and musicals mm-hmm. in elementary school. And then um, I had my first professional theater job when I was 13. 
and didn't really um, venture into film and television actually until I got into college, really. I think 2019 is when I first um, got my first role in like a TV series. So that was my first, you know, venture out. So, Well, that's exciting. And we'll definitely talk all about theater later on. Um, But in in terms of acting, like what is your favorite thing about acting or putting on a performance? I think it's just, I mean, there, I don't know if I could pick my favorite thing. I have a few things. Um, I love, like, I love getting the opportunity to be someone else. Um, I think it's just so cool to, like, see from someone else's perspective. And I think that's, that's a kind of a thing that I feel like we all need to practice is just seeing the world from someone else's perspective so that we're not, like, I think that prevents you from being selfish and from being maybe self-centered is trying to step into someone else's shoes and their worldview. And so I, I love getting the opportunity to do that and to practice that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I love making, I love making people feel things, whether it's like they need a, a good film to just laugh at and feel good yeah. and um, just to kind of get them through, through something. And sometimes it's like maybe doing like a performance that's dramatic or sad. And sometimes we need that too. Like mm-hmm. I, like I have my few movies that like I watch, like when you need to cry and yes. like that you like, yeah, that like you watch and you're like, you know what? I needed that. But like, and there's something that like, you can tell a story that someone else relates to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just such an important job for an actor and just something I, I feel such an honor to have. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like one of my favorite things about, especially the people that we've talked to who are actors and have like kind of ventured into this entertainment industry field is you really get the chance to just show people that, you know, you are able to be that person, you know? So Mm -hmm. if you see someone on the screen and you're like, oh, I like that, I could see myself there. It allows you to kind of just connect with people in ways that I think it's very special when it comes to just movies and shows yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so kind of like diving into something different, um, do you have any secrets as to how you get into the role of your character outside of just Presley, but just in general, like yeah. any character you take on? I think like a lot of times, like I'll listen to music. Music helps a lot um it's like another art form that's kind of you know side by side with like going into characters and Mm -hmm. things like that I'll listen to music um I'll try to I'll go through the script a lot and just kind of mark things out of um different like qualities and different goals I think the character has um I think sometimes like I'll try to kind of mark out ways that they're similar than me ways um, that we have shared experiences maybe that I could um, kind of apply to that role but um, the character I did for Presley like we're different in the way that like we're both like well we're the same in that we're both like super quirky but like I I noted that she's a little a little less uh, outspoken than me I'll say (laughs) yeah well I think I mean like Pressy a lot of people connected with her in various different re- ways and reasons and we'll actually dive into a little bit of a week away and kind of your experience uh you did play Presley Elizabeth Borsky who is a camper a camp a week away um and I kind of call her like your classic girl next door 
you know, yeah. she's very loyal. <laughs> she's best friends with Avery. She's got a crush on our favorite George. Yes. <laughs> um, so we want to talk a little bit about kind of your role as Presley and the character herself as well. Um, so before we dive in a little bit, uh, how did you get the role? What was the audition process like? Right. So um, for a week away, I think originally it was called, I think the working title was Best Week Ever the greatest week something something of that nature something okay. like that but they um so they held a national open call and this was before covid um mm-hmm. so they went from city to city to city and you can go in person um and audition and then they also put it out on one of the actors websites um where you could send in a self-tape and so I didn't go to any of the in-person ones I just sent in a self-tape and um never heard anything back I thought I did well (laughs) um it was like one of those auditions the actors get and I'm like you know what I felt pretty good about that but like as actors you you do like five or six tapes a week like and so you just move on to the next one and you kind of forget about it and then um I remember seeing somewhere that they had callbacks and I'm like okay well I wasn't invited so obviously like they've moved on Mm -hmm. um and so I went on a cruise with my family. <laughs> so again, pre, pre-COVID world, it was a great cruise. I was having a great time. <laughs> and um, I actually like, because I was, I was just in case I like got like the internet package to where I could get like a text or like a phone call or yes. something. And so um, I got a call from my agent when I was in the middle of the ocean that they had booked me straight from my tape and I was to be in Nashville in two weeks um and so like I mean if you're gonna find out anywhere like that you booked like one of like you know these crazy amazing roles like it's gonna be on a cruise ship in the middle of the crew of course of course <laughs> like <laughs> I celebrated with cake from the buffet like mm, mm. it was it was a great day for me and was it in the middle of the trip or was it near the beginning or it was I think it was towards the end I think we had like two days left so like it was kind of like the and icing, off with a bang the icing yeah. and um what was weird was so I had the night before I got that phone call so I had a I had a dream and I got and it was that I had gotten a um text from my agent I was like hey you booked the role and I was like what role like what are you talking about and so I woke up the next day I remember telling my mom like man, I wish like that was real. And that like, I would get that phone call. And like that afternoon, I got the phone call. <laughs> so like, one of the craziest things, like, it was literally a dream come true. Literally, so, yeah. Literally. And it wasn't just a text, it was a call, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, which is even better. <laughs> right. Perfect. So in terms of just filming for a week away, you know, we've heard stories from various interviews that you've done and lives and I were always watching all of the interviews. Of yes. The biggest supporters. Um, <laughs> and even your TikToks, you've been posting behind the scenes footage. Yes. We know you posted yourself tape, which was amazing. I think <laughs> Presley, you. the way Presley just talks is one of my favorite things. It's very fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but what is your favorite memory from set? Mm. Other than the it's- Oscar moment. Right, right, right. <laughs> Other than that little, I mean, it's, it's hard because like we get asked this a lot and it's just, I think we had so many great memories yeah. that it, it's really, it's really hard to pick just one. I think like, 
I think maybe, I mean, anytime we did the night shoots was super fun because mm-hmm. like you're sleep deprived and you're delirious. And so like, you know, like when you're at a sleepover and like, you're just not, and like, everything's funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's how it was. Like everything was hilarious. And like, we watched video cause like we were just, you know, making videos, you know, and like, we watched them afterwards we're like this is not funny like we thought this was funny but it's just not um so like I don't know anytime night shoots were super fun that day that we filmed dive was super fun even though it was really really hot um mm-hmm. but like they brought out popsicles and it was just like all of us running around and like swimming in the lake yeah. and so um that was a super good memory honestly just like I don't think I had a bad day just like the whole thing was I mean the whole it's two camp. months was really great it's yeah it's camp, camp really it was camp for two months like, it was great yeah I think every time we see the dive scene Mel and I are always like oh we wish we could be there and just yeah. splash the water around maybe not like being there like at 8 a.m like some of our background people were they were like in that lake and like 8 a.m like ready for the day so yeah. maybe not that but like <laughs> But splash around, you know. Yeah, splash fun. around. Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, I was the person that woke up at eight at camp to okay. do stuff. So okay. I would I would be yeah. there. No okay, problem. yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe you'd enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you get to go to camp as a kid? Like, were, were you a camp kid? Or, you know, did the movie oh, yeah. help rekindle the camper in you? Yeah, I mean, so I, I went to camp, I think I started at nine or ten. And then I ended like my normal camp experience at age, I think my last one, I was 13 that I went to. And then I started going to like acting camps Okay. where like, it sounds lame, but like you'd go and like, um, you'd go for theater acting and like, it was kind of like summer camp, except you were there, like not for like camp games, you were there yeah. to like study the craft I know it sounds lame but (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I I was I I did grow up um literally going to church camp Mm -hmm. and so I knew one of the songs that I remembered from church camp was Big House um and so like when that came on I was like oh man I know this one and at first they were like that cat do you want to like help us like with the choreography and since like you know it and I was like no (laughs) That should not be left to me. I'll tell you that much. Like, you guys get the professionals to do it, not me. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot like the camp experiences I had, except it was work, but like, yeah, really fun, fun work. In- instead of paying to go to camp, you you got paid yeah, to go to camp I got paid. Time. I mean, the hours were a little longer. Like, I had to get up yeah. at like four thirty in the morning, but like, still great. Yeah, it's solid. <laughs> So speaking of dancing, you know, um, I remember when we first watched the movie, I was like, I know this because I, I went to church camp as a kid too. Yeah. So I, was like, I like these actions seem so familiar. Mm-hmm. I can do these. Um, we wanted to ask, you know, just because you're, you're a fantastic dancer in all of the, in all of the dance scenes. Um, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was your favorite dance song mm. to do? Uh, hmm, good question. I think my favorite dance, oh, best thing ever. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite dance. Um, I would, I want to say good enough because that was the easiest one because, like, <laughs> like, it was basically like I couldn't mess that one up. Um, 
but best thing ever like I would still like for the past year and a half I've still been doing like some of those moves because they're just really fun but we did there's a lot of different versions of best thing ever that we that we choreographed Okay. And so um, sometimes I still get confused which one we ended which- up with. So I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, just it's it's their excuse to get you to rewatch the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know yesterday we were, when we were watching the movie, um, Mel was like, when we were watching the concert scene um, and it panned to uh, Presley and Avery just jamming out together and we could see Ian in the back like going like yeah, yeah like totally having a good time and then it cuts to him and he's like having the worst time ever yeah like, <laughs> that would have been a fun concert to go to <laughs> I mean right like it seemed like really cool like everyone knew the words somehow like yeah. <laughs> musicals it's the power musicals, of musicals. <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so, you know, you did mention that I uh, guys filmed this movie pre-COVID, dates it back to 2019, and it just got released on Netflix. Uh, so what was kind of waiting for the movie to come out? The, were you nervous? Were you excited? Oh, it was agony. <laughs> like, we were just, we've just been so ready for you guys to see this. Like, we're so proud of it. We're just so stoked for everyone to see it. And so, because originally we thought it was going to come out summer of 2020, and mm-hmm. so, like, we were ready for that. And then, like, oh, man, we got to wait, like, almost another year. Like, that was that was super challenging because, you know, like, I don't know. It's just something when you're super excited about um, having to wait so long and through a pandemic, mm-hmm. which, like, made the time go even slower. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, just it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. worth the wait I've mm-hmm. been telling people um yeah. for for the outcome yeah yeah I mean I think to me personally like it came at the best time because I was like yeah I was like re-watching the same shows over and over and I'm like okay I'm tired of these I need something yeah. to feel good you know something to keep me grounded yeah. but also let me cry at the same time yeah. so yeah I sure. remember I watched it and Mel was like are you why are you crying I'm like you have to watch this new movie <laughs> and then she like messaged me she's like I'm crying. I don't like this. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you saw her TikTok where she was like, Sean, I hate you. And then later she's like, Haha. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Surprise. <laughs> well, the funniest story about those TikToks is those are actual snaps, like Snapchat videos. I sent to Hannah to keep her updated where I am in the movie and I saved uh-huh. them. So I just put them together for TikTok. I was like, this is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Um, speaking about the movie uh, what's your favorite song that you either got to sing or got to just watch unfold in front of you Hmm. I mean I I love doing good enough like that was one of like my favorite days we filmed um good enough was super fun but like also like I love best thing ever I love both Mm -hmm. the concert version and the ending version I feel like the reprise that we do with the finale I feel like it's a great finale song because it just like gets you like it wraps it up but like it kind of gets you pumped yeah and so um yeah I'd have to go with those two yeah I think my favorite thing about the reprise is that it has the titles of the other songs right in it and I'm like ooh, I see what you guys did yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so the campfire scene, uh, not the scene with Awesome God, but the scene with the tribunal. So I guess the tribunal scene is, is the better mm-hmm. way to put it. 
um, where the newbies were put into their respective teams. There were some chants in there. So we were intrigued. Are the chants improvised or was that actually something that was like properly scripted because they're just iconic? Yeah, those were scripted. <laughs> I wish we came up with those on the spot. But no, um, we went into the studio and um, recorded those. But actually, so it's just the five of us and our producer who are the voices in that. And they're just layered over each other to make it sound like it's like 100 people. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's just the five of us. And like, I, it's because it's just like, I know my voice well, but like there's some parts of it we're like, if you listen closely, I think in the second chant of the Verde Maximus one, I can hear myself clearly. <laughs> and so like, but like, again, like that's just because it's like, I know, and like, I know my voice, but yeah. the next time you watch it, see if you can we, hear we, it. We, we will, we will look for it. Research, more yeah. research. I yeah, love it. <laughs> research, research. Yes. Um, well, I love the chants. I, Mel and I always recite the chants to each other because they're just super fun. and They're good. Yeah. Just like get you moving. Um, but we don't know a lot about Presley and her background. We know, you know, just her as a character. We know she has a crush on George. We know she's Avery's best friend. Um, do you think that Presley was a counselor during the summer with Avery? Or if not, what do you think she gets up to in those two months before camp? Yeah, I think I think she was with Avery. I think that, I we, okay, so me and Bailey were talking about this because we were like, what are they, do they go to the same school? Like maybe and so we decided yes <laughs> like sure they go to the same <laughs> school and she was yeah she was the counselor with her that's okay, that's that. what I'm going I just I can't imagine them being separated so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that that's they were together because they're, they're very close like they're yeah they're, they're like best friends so I'm like I was yeah they're cheap. besties what is like who is Presley outside of Camp Away type of thing so did you get a chance to kind of create a background for Presley or was that something that you kind of just said and yeah she's kind so of it's, this it's kind of funny originally Presley was supposed to like be the total opposite of what I made her she was supposed to be this the super like pretty popular girl I think like I think she's supposed to be like this rich girl okay and then like because I was asked because I was looking at some of the scripts and I was at the script at the time I was asking our director I was like what is this about like this doesn't even match they're like oh that's from like an old version when Presley was gonna be this like rich girl and I was like <laughs> okay because that's actually one of the first reasons she has those those like two huge bags at the beginning mm-hmm. it was supposed to be originally like she was going to be this rich girl but then it just turned into like this weird gag I don't know but um yeah so I did get to create a little bit um I'm hoping if if there's a sequel I I would like to um I think we'd hopefully dig a little bit more into that mm-hmm. um but yeah I think I think there's a lot more um background for you guys to so now I don't, our, um, one of our producers and the writer of it was on with me and Bailey on a live the other day. And he was, he was joking. was like, what if like, we now do it from like Presley to Avery's perspective. <laughs> like, so I'm like, that'd be funny. Just remake the movie. But you know uh, that we would watch it. I think if right? we see a movie and just Presley and Avery, I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the else. girls now. Just girls. Just girls. A week away. Girl edition. edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, honestly, I think one of my favorite things, and like it's Mel, like Mel and I always talk about this, is like we just love how you and Bailey and like you and the cast are just friends the same way that like, your characters are friends, you know, and the power of camp, I guess, is just everyone yeah, just ends up becoming best friends at the end of it. And it doesn't kind of interfere. And we kind of know that you guys haven't seen each other because, again, we watch the live. So we're, uh, yes. we're very excited. <laughs> um but kind of aside from that um in the stop motion in the beginning of the movie and I don't know if you've noticed this but I was re-watching it to see if we can find out how old Will is because we were very intrigued we were like something wasn't adding up so I went to take yeah. note um and when George's section comes up comic books come up and it mm-hmm. says Super George and Power Presley yeah and I was like, okay, wait, hang on. Let's talk about this for a second. So in the box that Presley gets, you know, we know she gets mm-hmm. the letters. Do you think that George would have actually like drew up comic books and sent it to her? Or do you think that's just something that's just like putting the characters as like, ooh, they're kind of like into each other type of thing? Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. I'd like to think that he did draw that. I'd like to think that. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know anything about those comic books until, like, two months ago when I saw it, mm-hmm. like, in the, because, like, I got an early screening of it, and I was watching it. I flipped out when I saw that. <laughs> I was, like, we're cartoons. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. But that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I like well, to think that he did I'll, draw that. I'll be here. I, I would like to see, you know, when there's a sequel, because, uh... <laughs> High hopes here. <laughs> I hope, yes. That that's, uh, that's Presley's like just sitting there reading the, those comments oh. and, and giggling. I would love to see that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, we're pitching that. We we're love it. That we idea. love it. That we love it. softball. Presley, I'm here for that Oh one. my gosh. Oh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> they better go ahead and hire that double because it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> um. So what do you think like Presley's reaction would be if she sees something like a comic book that like was hand drawn by George to her? Oh, in love. That girl's already ready to marry him. She's been ready. She's been ready. So yeah. like in love. Engagement ring. No. No. It's, it's yeah. ready. Well, it's, it's bare and it's ready. It's bare. <laughs> yeah, it's ready. It's ready. Um, so we know that George spent the year writing Presley letters, never sent them to her. Um, but gave them to her at the end. Would Presley have done anything? We know she gives him her number at the end of uh, the movie, but would she have done anything throughout the year for George? Or do you think she kind of was like, uh, you know, back to good enough. I'm not that good. I'm not, not that special. <laughs> no, I think I think she learned her lesson kind of towards the end of that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think she had been building up the courage for a while to give to give him her number. I was I was surprised that uh they didn't already exchange numbers. I would have thought they would have been in a group message or something at least. Yeah. But you know, so I think she had been saving for a while to uh give him that, and maybe that uh that little gift was her that push. Uh, so so do you think he uh, gave her an emoji as a first text or? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely maybe absolutely. a little gift you know the little gif I don't know how you yeah. pronounce it but like, yeah yeah <laughs> yes. hello hello yeah oh for sure <laughs> yeah I think one of my I love like George and Presley I, I see myself in both of them because I'm like this nerdy quirky person but also at times very not 
as outgoing as I'd like to be. So I like seeing that scene. I was like, I can see myself being both of these people, writing yes. letters and just use my number. Please text me. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so kind of switching gears just a little bit. Um, we know that the viewers have really taken this movie and, you know, it's only been out for a couple of weeks, but it's literally on all over TikTok, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, fan pages and ideas and people are now like hey what what about this or when like they're nitpicking at different things um did you expect this type of reaction from the general public when it came to like this kind of movie I don't know I just I didn't really have I think I came into it with a blank slate Mm -hmm. and that knowing like I knew it was a good movie um I knew that a lot of people and a lot of people still are hesitant when they see like faith-based involved in it because you know sometimes sometimes faith-based movies like sometimes they're not the best and like Mm -hmm. people like um it kind of it kind of turns people off from that and I think I think we just I think I knew watching it that we did such a solid job of making it not just for the faith-based community but making yes. it for everyone yeah um just kind of involved like with some sprinkles of like here's a really like god's an awesome god mixed with god only knows like you know like i feel like that's yeah that's a religious song but i just feel like a lot of people um can relate to it in a way and i think bailey and kev just their performance in it touched so many people in ways that they, they get it a lot of people do feel um, that kind of sense of loneliness and, and strife in their lives mm-hmm. that people could connect to it. But yeah, I, I knew our songs were good. <laughs> and um, I was like, we've got a good storyline, but I'm just coming into it with a blank slate and just um, kind of hoping, uh, seeing what people will think. And honestly, mm-hmm. like I've been shocked. I prepared myself for like some hate towards towards the movie. I mean, people still will hate just because people are trolls and like that's just how people are people love to like be angry that's just how the world is um but I expected like I don't know I was I was prepared I was like okay like people are gonna say mean things about you and like that's just how it is but so Mm -hmm. far like everyone's been so nice I've Mm -hmm. just I've just been genuinely shocked at like how nice people have been (laughs) like like just like you like you guys like you're so kind <laughs> like it's just I mean it's just shocking to me like um I think like I've maybe gotten I think like two mean messages mm. and like comparatively to like how many mean people are out there <laughs> like yeah. that's pretty good <laughs> like yeah I know when, so when I saw Bailey promoting it I was like okay well I've watched Bailey my entire life you know, going up in movies and shows and stuff. So I was like, okay, Bailey, like, of course I'll watch this because, you know, you're in it. And then I saw who was at the cast. I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. And then when I realized it was a church camp, I was like, okay, wait, wait, Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you've said it, you know, like, I mean, Awesome God has over 2 million streams, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, my Awesome God singing at campfires and camp when I was 13 is very very happy because I'm like this is this is amazing but I think the movie resonates more than just finding you know the place where you belong and like 
faith-based, but also, mm-hmm. you know, your community supports you and loves you just as you are. Um, you're good enough and you're able to succeed and you or yourself are enough for self for anyone kind of. So there's like many messages within the movie that I think just everyone can put into their own lives. Um, right. Even Sean at the end when he's like, hey, like, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's again, showing, you know, correcting yourself when your opinion has changed and allowing that to to happen type of thing. Except um, I made the joke uh, with Ian a couple when we interviewed him and I was like, yeah. you know what, if you've seen Camp Rock or High School Musical, you always know the good part, the bad person is the good. And then the second movie comes and then they're like, I'm come back. <laughs> <I'm evil. laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, it happens. <laughs> so You're right. Just, yeah. I'm just waiting. What's Sean going to do in the next one? What trouble is he going to cause? maybe he'll start his own camp who knows oh gosh oh oh we could only hope yeah um so just kind of touching a little bit on just one thing before we do something fun together um what kind of advice would you give someone who's wanting to get into uh this field and kind of get into acting and performing yeah I mean I think the number one thing is, is be a self-starter. Don't, don't wait on anyone to do it for you. I, I get a lot of messages um, asking me about this. And I feel like a lot of times people think that there's a magic word or like some magic person you need to talk to. Like if that was the case, man, like I would have done it a long time ago, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's be, be a self-starter and really do your research and get yourself in classes and like sometimes people are like well I don't have the money well like a lot of times like I I've gone out and and worked and so I could Mm -hmm. go and pay for my headshots and pay for my classes um things like that and so I'd say really just um just be independent and a self-starter and Mm -hmm. the second thing is um there's gonna be a ton of rejection I still get a ton of no's every single day and um it's disheartening and um you can let yourself sit in that but you also gotta you gotta get back up and keep moving forward so I guess I think that's the two biggest things I love that I think that's also the you can apply it to anything in life you know more than just acting and entertainment industry but just life in general and especially with COVID it's like it's okay you can you can fall but get back up and right, keep going right. type of thing so it's amazing well thank you for your wisdom love it <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna switch uh gears and play a fun little game um uh, we it. did we did play it with ian um and he okay. did get three wrong so we'll tell you okay that oh, man now i gotta beat ian <laughs> so it's our little cast versus cast uh, game that we're okay. doing okay so the game is who said it so we'll we'll give you a line and you'll have to tell us who said the line um I have a feeling you will actually uh get most of them because they're pretty iconic lines from the movie but you do get an extra point if you tell us where it's from okay Mel's gonna take it away from here (laughs) okay okay I'm gonna get right into it with the first one and it's not the 666 Oh, so that was um, Kristen, aka played by Sherry Shepard, right for the paintball scene. There yeah. you go. See, told you, you got this. Yes. <laughs> and Hannah's keeping score. The next okay. one is let's Mr. and Mrs. Smith this thing. Okay, so that was Avery. 
right before they take down Sean in the paintball scene. Yes. She's got this. The next one is don't put my camp on Craigslist. So um, that was David and he's saying it to Will and they are outside right after the five minute scene. <laughs> I'm not so nervous. You got this. <laughs> okay. okay come on, is, give me another one. The next line is, I just choose to believe. I mean, that's faith, right? So that's Avery. And this is this is right for uh, Place in this World. And um, they're like in their little magical garden. <laughs> I love, I love this. <laughs> okay. The next, the next one is I don't need you to fix me. So that's Will, and that uh, they're on the road, and that's when Bailey is like, "I'm not trying to fix you, Will." <laughs> I love it. I think that's my favorite. That's my favorite impersonation of Bailey yet. Thank you. That's that's I I tell I say it to her all the time because it's it's me and my mom's favorite line of hers. He goes, "I'm not trying to fix you, Will." The best. It's amazing. I have a feeling you're gonna like this next line. It's seven and a half narrow. Right. Okay. So that's George, and he's saying that about Presley, and he's looking out the window in the cabin. <laughs> She was nervous. She's got this. I'm still nervous. <laughs> you, you're doing amazing. The next, the next line is, for a second there, I thought you might have an overinflated sense of self. So that's, that is uh, Will. And he's saying that to Sean. And um, they're like outside. And then it's like, I don't know if that's all I'm going to say. We know what you mean. Um, okay, the next line is majestic unicorns of the sea. Oh, Sean. Sean, and he's talking about his narwhals. <laughs> the next line is, I love the summer. Oh my God, it's Presley. <laughs> and um, she's talking to George and they're at the paintball stand. <laughs> the next line is, maybe you should invest in some stems. Um, that is Will to George, and they are about to sing better not. And going on is, I want to see myself like you do. That is Presley to Avery, and they are on the picnic table in Good Enough. I love, I love this. The, I love the details. <laughs> I, I've seen this movie a lot of times. I also filmed it. So. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, the next line is, I'm ducky, what can I say? I'm ducky, what can I, oh, that's, oh, this one's going to trip me up. I'm ducky, what can... is that George? Okay, yes. <laughs> it just sounds like, that sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, it's George, and it's right before baby, baby. Yes. yes. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> The next line is, you have to John Hughes me. Oh, that's George, too, in the, in the bathroom. He's like, you have to John Hughes me. Yeah. Yeah. The next line is, I'm up here writing Moody Sunrise songs. What's your excuse? I'm up here writing. Oh, that's uh, Will to Avery. 
and they're outside and they're gonna go to the magical garden that's one of the first scenes they filmed in the movie damn (laughs) and the next line is i'm kind of a big deal at camp that's will all right (laughs) do you know when he said i'm kind of a big deal at camp so that's actually i think um is that when they're out there and he has his guitar with the canoe? Am I wrong? Close. Close. We'll give you half a point for that one. Okay, half a <laughs> point. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, the next line, which is kind of tricky, is slay them all. Slay them all? Hmm. My favorite one. <laughs> slay them all. Ooh, I'm just gonna guess because I I've never heard that in my life. Um, <laughs> ooh, is that um, is that David? No, no. Who was it? Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie. He has one line in this in the entire who movie. Is, who is Charlie? <laughs> in the in the paintball scene. After after they break. Before, so he try, I think Charlie's the one that hits Presley and George with the paintball. He had a line? He had a line. He had a line. <laughs> Who is Charlie? We don't, <laughs> he's credited in the credits too. That's the fun. Yeah, we're like, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing is like from the time I saw, I saw the, the rough cut to the time I saw the finish, the guy who played Charlie changed. <laughs> And so I'm just really confused at how we got to Charlie. If you're watching with subtitles, it actually says Charlie and then slay them all. Right Damn. before Big House starts. Oh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to, to, to look up this guy and tell him. <laughs> Congratulations. You have a line. <laughs> you have a line. Oh, man. That's awesome. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Continuing. The next line is, I want the new kid taken out first. Sean. Yeah. He's in the huddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next line, which is also a fan favorite, is destroy. Presley. <laughs> in the huddle. I think my favorite thing is the way, destroy. Destroy. Like, I love it. <laughs> Okay, the next one, one of Hannah's and my favorite lines is, I am excited. I am excited. Oh, I am excited. Just do with the actions now. (laughs) Let's do it together, because I don't want to do it alone. Wait, what is it? Guys, I am excited. excited. Oh, okay. Now I get it. It's Sean. Now I see it. It adds a whole different line when you add the when you add the claps, right? Yeah, when the claps are part of the line. <laughs> they are. You're not wrong. They truly are. Yeah. Okay, and the last line is, "You can change who you are." I get it. That's Sean. Yes. I don't. I don't know where. Wait. You can't change who you are. Oh, he's he's talking to Will about because he found out the deeds. 
He found out the tea. He was spilling some tea. Yeah, he, yeah, he's spilling some tea. <laughs> well, you did amazing at this game. Uh, before we go to the next thing, just a quick question. The chants in the mm-hmm. huddles, were those also scripted or were those uh, improvised? The ones where you guys are all like, ah. Before Wait, paintball. Like before paintball. Like, what are we, red hot? Yes. Here's the thing. I should be credited with this. Because I was the one who was like, guys, let's do this. Because that's from my fourth grade cheer team. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, let's do this. And I did it as like a joke. It wasn't even in the script. Like I was doing it as like a, during dodgeball. I was doing it with the extras just for funsies. Yeah. And then little Miss Bailey Madison took my chance. So, well, your so. part in the chant is one of my favorite things in the whole movie. So it's fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Anytime. I'm always here to hype you up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, going from our little game a little bit up to music. Um, watching the movie, we know you clearly have a pe- big passion for music. But where is like, what is like the origin story of that passion? Like, where did it come from? So, I I love I love musical theater. Um, I'm a musical theater gal through and through. I started taking voice lessons. Um, I think starting at like age eleven. And um, that's that's where my main training is. Um, and so I, I never really thought I would venture out because this this movie musical, it's it has musical theater elements in it, obviously. A lot of it's kind of like a, a poppy pop sound, um, which like was never extremely my style, but it was cool to venture out into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I auditioned with a musical theater song. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my main passion for music kind of just stems from um, growing up in musical theater. Um, do you play any instruments or um, would you like to learn like any specific instruments? Yeah, so I know the keys on on the piano, like maybe could get my way around, not really. Um, but I'd love to play guitar, um, but I just I just have never gotten around to it. Speaking of musical theater, um, do you what are like big inspirations to you in like musical theater and general like musically? Um, hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a big contemporary musical theater gal. Like I'm talking like Mean Girls, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. Um, trying to think of like other things I listen to I audition it's like so I guess it's not obscure but I guess not a lot of people I auditioned with a song from Calvin Berger the musical um and I don't know I love Sutton Foster um she's amazing I look up to her a lot as well as Kristen Chenoweth um kind of as far as like musical inspirations but yeah, big big contemporary gal. Um, my last, no, that's not true. I don't know. One of my last like big musical theater roles, I played Fiona and Shrek the Musical, so Ooh. that was fun. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love I love all of that. Yeah, I love that. Um, going off of like 
all like all types of music what is like one artist you can listen to on repeat and never get tired of taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) i i just she just gets it in your feels she really does but she also like can get you bumping and so like love her love taylor swift okay since we know you like like a a big variety of like songs what are like your top like two or three songs that you could listen to all the time so at the moment because it changes I go through phases in my life and so uh I listen right now on repeat is I'm me by us the duo and then another one that I'm listening to right now trying to think of my little list Oh, hmm. so I'm me, but it's the duo. And then I also like, oh man, it's hard. <laughs> oh, 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 I forgot the name. Oh, but I have it on. Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can. What is it? I mean, I'd tell you if I knew, but I'm listening to it on repeat. Oh man, it I'm ha- just gonna honestly, say it happens. No worries. It happens. Yeah, uh, my other. I'll just say this because this is my third one. New girl from Moscow Park. Mm. That's my. That's my third. I can't remember my second. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> that's okay. That's if you ever do remember, you just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just. I'll just. I'll. I'll make a TikTok and then like tag you guys when you really perfect. So, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Okay, going back a little bit to theater, you mentioned you played Fiona in Trek. Are there like any like other roles that you played that you like loved? Yes, so I played Little Red and in Into the Woods. Um, loved that. I also played Anne of Green Gables. Um, and that was a really sweet role. That was really special. And then so I got to play. So it's this show called The Curious Savage. And I actually got to go and perform in Scotland, in Edinburgh. And um, that was super, super special. And that's something, I mean, I'm in my 20s, but I play younger, but the character's in her 20s, so I could probably play that for a few more years. So if there's ever a film adaption, I have my fingers crossed because that's mm-hmm. a really, really special role. Okay. Um, we always try to have like a little bit of advice for people wanting to venture into different um areas of like theater or acting um so do you ever like experience performance performance anxiety and if you do how do you like deal with that fear of potentially yeah I mean mostly like I get super I get most nervous when I sing like acting is my number one like as far as like triple threat goes it's acting singing then dancing for me and so I'm most comfortable with acting but singing still makes me a little nervous and as far as like like physical things I do so one of them is I try to eat something because when you try to eat something it helps calm your nerves even if it's just like two peanut butter crackers um I'll try to get that down as well as chewing gum helps and um sometimes then I'll try to listen to music again just kind of meditate in that and then um taking just super deep breaths and then also I have to remind myself because I'm not a perfectionist in any other part of my life except when it comes to my performing Mm -hmm. um but I have to remind myself that like at the end of the day like 
I'm going to be okay. Like, even if I mess up, like, this isn't going to be the end. And so I think that that's something for like everyone needs to be reminded of is that like mm-hmm. the world's not going to end if, if I don't do it perfectly today. So I think that's, that's a good reminder for everyone. Yeah. And the entertainment industry can like be brutal. How do you deal with like struggling to compare yourself to other actors or singers? Yeah. I mean, it truly is like, like brutal is, is the perfect word for it because um, I mean, it really is. Sometimes I just, I have to, I've been seeing this a lot lately on like Twitter and my other my other social media which is a good reminder it's been a needed reminder for me is like if if you're struggling by comparing yourself you just need to like take yourself off the app if it's like a certain person like it's not it's not their fault like necessarily but if like you're struggling with comparison to them just like either unsubscribe you don't have to unfollow just scroll past don't 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 purposely go and try and like make yourself feel bad because I I struggle with like going to their page like oh my gosh they have more followers than me you're like they're doing this project that I really wanted to do or something like that so I mean a lot of times it, it comes with taking myself away from my phone um trying to kind of just meditate and on the the gratefulness for what I have now in my life uh Again, like a lot of it comes back to music, listening to music, um, just going outside is super mm-hmm. helpful, being in the sun um, and just kind of taking deep breaths and reminding myself that like kind of comes back to a week away, the movie perfectly. Like I'm made to be exactly who I am and um, I'm on my own journey, my own very unique path, unique journey. And I'm made for, I was specifically made for that journey. And um so I need to be appreciative in that. And my story is not going to be the same as everyone else's. So why, why freak out over two different stories? Yeah, I think one of the things that I always say, and I've said it a couple of weeks ago, um, was like, you, your life is kind of like a play, but you're already cast as the main character. So why are you trying to recast yourself? Yeah. When you're already, yeah. you're already there, you're, you're cast, you have the role, you know your part. So why are you trying to kind of recast yourself as someone else? Right. Or have someone else play you because that's yeah. not going to work either, right? So Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we kind of end the interview with talking a little bit about your future and some fun questions, what is like advice you would give someone who wants to venture into this field of work? I'd say, um, I'd say like, again, like I said, be a self-starter, really, really take the time to do your own research um, to take classes, get involved, I'd say get involved in theater at first to see if like this is even if like this is even something you want to do because sometimes you'll get up and try to perform be like you know what this is a lot for me and I, I don't know if it's for me um, and also like it kind of shows you the time and dedication that it takes and so if, if you're not willing to do that then like maybe like try something else um, so so yeah I think my first advice would be like try to dip your toes in it and um, see if you enjoy it, see if it, it kind of um, encourages you to work harder and um, take it from there. Yeah. And going off into the future, um, what is something that you learned about yourself in the year of 2020 with all that was going on? 
Um, I learned. Oof, I learned that. I think I learned gratitude. I think I learned there were a lot of times where I was just, um, I just kind of stopped and I was like, you know what? Things may not be great right now, but I have a roof over my head. Like, I have food that I can eat. I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about where my next meal or paycheck is coming from, which a lot of people struggle with. And so I'm like, no, I might not be working right now and being on a set, which I'd love to do, but like there are a lot of other people struggling and like I should be grateful for the things I have right now. Yeah. Have you set any goals for yourself for 2021? Um, I'm trying to learn patience. <laughs> I'm not a very patient person. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to learn patience. I'm trying to um, just kind of uh, do a better job of, of staying connected with people. Cause sometimes I'll just get so caught up in life. And um, I just, I forget to like, you know, I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to text this person and give them a call and, and reach out. So that's another um, kind of goal I'm working on and um, really, uh, I mean, everyone says this, but like self-care, but like kind of self-care away from my phone. Of, um, I'm trying to like set timers and being like, okay, like I need to spend like an hour and a half away from this so I can clean my room or do some laundry without, you know, checking everything. Okay. Kind of imagining the whole Panini situation that we're having right now is going to be gone in the, like this year. What are some projects that you're hoping to venture into when all this is over? Yeah, I mean, like, like we are, we've got our fingers. We'd love to do a sequel, obviously. And so that's a project we're all hoping um, kind of to do uh, later, like when this kind of continues to clear up. Um, I'd love to, I just, I'd love to uh, maybe hop on and join another series. I've loved the ones that I've worked on, like 911 and The Gifted, um, the cast has been just so, so, so kind. And um, I'd love to continue working on that. And um, I'd love to uh, just um, maybe, we'll have to see, maybe have a few surprises. Who knows? <laughs> a concert, a week away yeah, tour, you know? Concert oh, tour. Wouldn't that be amazing? We'll be, we'll be front row. Yes, yes. <laughs> We'd love to hear it. Okay, Hannah and I both have mentioned that we watch your lives whenever you're alive on Instagram. And what we've noticed is what you talk a lot about is chocolate. That's true. That is, so, that is the truth. And you mentioned European chocolate quite a, quite a lot. And yes. since I am based in Germany. No way. I just wanted to show you some chocolate, like which I think is cool, and the U.S. doesn't have that we yeah. have. So I, I actually went out and bought these. I'd um, love to see it. Well, we'll so send fun. once once we're able to send stuff around. We'll send you a couple of yeah, of these that'd be great. As well. I'm I'm just so I'm so intrigued. Okay, so usually we have like these. So these are like tiny okay. like bars that are like layered. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they recently brought out like chocolate bars, and you can see like the all the layers they have. Mm -hmm. Like they have different yeah. layers, and they're like, um, like nut, walnut, and like milk chocolate, and like some chocolate like cream. Yeah. Then similar to that, we have this one. Oh man! 
And then you know, Nutella bar. Like, how amazing is that? Basically, yeah. It's also like nuts and like cream. And then just a fan favorite of mine is this. It's just like the usual chocolate with like uh, cornflakes in it. With cornflakes? Yes. See, like, I like, I think, I think European chocolate just has better quality. That's, that's what I think. Cause I've been, I've been to London and in Scotland, but like, it was just better quality. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and that's like I could I could go I could be on this tangent for for years. Um, I'm something I'm really passionate about. Um, but uh, that just blew my mind. That just blew my well, mind. Well, so I think the last one that she showed, you might be able to find at grocery stores because I know we okay. have them at IKEA. I'm in Toronto, so I'm like we have them at IKEA. At in Toronto. IKEA. Okay, so, I have IKEA down the street. You might be. I'm able going to, to IKEA. There. Yeah, there okay, you go. Okay, that's that's my next stop. <laughs> That's my next stop. Yeah, some nice okay. chocolate from uh, from Europe for you. There you go. Oh, You're that's welcome. brilliant! I never I never thought of going to IKEA for that. Yeah, they have some really good chocolate there. Okay, well that's where I'm going today. Yep. IKEA trip. Yeah. Okay, some more fun question to end this interview, just to like get to know you personally a little bit. Um, if you had to pick a song to play every single time you enter a room. What song would it be and why? Um, it would be Megan Trainer's If I Was You, I Wanna Be Me Too. Um, I feel like that fits my vibe. And uh, I like to <laughs> just make an entrance. And I feel I love like it. I, love it. I feel like that's that's gonna have everyone stop and turn and be like, you know what? <laughs> I, I do wanna be her. <laughs> With that song choice. You being a Slytherin makes a lot of sense to me. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It, which is <laughs> surprising. Sense. I did not think you were a Slytherin when I first I sure saw am. you. And then yeah. watching your lives and seeing how just you talk and hold yourself. I'm like, mm, she's, she's definitely See, I fool people. And just, so what's your <laughs> favorite? Which movie is your favorite? I'm assuming you've watched the movies if Oh, uh, sorry, I was confused for a second. Ooh, ooh, I think I've always loved Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. I've always loved that one. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, like, even since time I was travel. little. It's a time But maybe travel. that's it. Maybe that's it. I've just been a big fan. Yeah. We're here for it. The third and fourth are the best ones anyways. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last question to end this interview, which I think is a very fun question. What is the most useless talent that you have? Useless talent. Oh, so my friend, so like, I, like, I can't do tricks or anything. Like, I'm not great, but like, I can ice skate in a circle. Like, I can ice skate and my friends say it's my one seasonal talent. Cause like, we don't like, I'm from the South. Like, we don't have a lot of like ice skating places. So like when we do in the winter, they like build it like mm-hmm. I'm like decent and so they're like that's your one seasonal useless talent <laughs> like I'll never use it ever but unless you come to Toronto then you can right. skate all you want yeah and then I'll skate and maybe I'll learn how to do like a little turn or something we'll be here for I'll be waiting for that to happen okay thank you thank you <laughs> awesome well Kat thank you so much for joining us um we thank learned you. so much about you and just 
who you are as a person away from your character, uh, even though we love your character. Um, and just want to say again, thank you so much for, for coming on and chatting with us. And we love you so much. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Love you guys. No and that's girl stuff.